0: Welcome to the Gen X Women's Guide to Love podcast. I'm your host, Shonda Howard, and I'm going to teach you exactly how to stop attracting all of the wrong men so you can meet and marry the man of your dreams. Let's get started. All right, everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of the Gen X Women's Guide to Love Today, I have something a little bit different for you and also, if I do say so myself, really special. So I am fresh off of a weekend where I spent an entire day on Saturday with Abraham Hicks and or Esther Hicks. And if you don't know who Abraham is, I'm going to give you a brief high-level overview of who Abraham is, what they do why I'm calling them May, first of all, um, why I went to this full day workshop with them and some of the value that I really received from spending the day in the presence of Abraham. And this, by the way, will end up being a multiple part series. So this is just gonna be part one because the value and the teachings that I received over the course of this day with them, first of all, I'm still processing it I'm still understanding it. I'm still translating all of my written, handwritten notes into, I'm typing them up. I'm transcribing them for myself to share with you all and with my friends. Second of all, I really want you to digest this, right? So I want to give you some nuggets and really help you just digest it. So the first thing I'm going to do actually is I'm going to start this episode with a card pull. So while I was at the conference or the workshop or the full day seminar, whatever you want to call it. I definitely hit up the swag table and it was so fun for me to do that. And um I did buy a card deck. So the deck that I bought, and I'll link it in the show notes for you, but the deck that I bought is the Getting Into the Vortex cards, which is actually so funny. So they had, let me just tell you really quickly, they had on the swag table so much stuff you could buy. And I'll tell you everything else that I bought, by the way. But they had they had all of the card decks and they probably have five or six different card decks available that you can buy. And I'm not typically a card deck person. If you guys have been listening to this podcast, if you're in my world, if you follow me on social media, you probably have gleaned that I'm a pretty practical person. I'm not one of those people that is sitting around like pulling my cards, lighting incense, you know, wearing feather earrings. There is nothing against that. By the way, I have tons of people in my life that that is who they are. But that's not me. I'm not walking around talking about transmissions and, you know, codes. I don't, like, there was, there was actually a long time that I didn't even really understand what people were talking about when they were referring to codes. (laughs) And I still think it's hilarious. So I'm a really practical person. And because of that, and that means that I think that I, I have a really good sense of, like, I'm very discerning about what I follow, what I listen to, um, whose advice I take. Just to say, like, I don't have any other card decks, but I was in this space at this workshop with Abraham and I really, I was just drawn to to purchase one of them. And so this getting into the Vortex card deck, there was again, like five or six different decks and they had samples out of the cards laminated from each deck. So you could kind of see what the theme or what the feeling of each deck would be. And this getting into the Vortex deck Was the one that I was drawn to the most based on the actual cards and the content on the cards. And I didn't even realize this because I, they do have a book. I think the book is called Getting Into the Vortex. I've never read that one. I've read a few other ones and a few of their other books are like in my library have read them over and over again. I'll talk about those in a second, but this Getting Into the Vortex book is all about relationships. And so this deck is a deck of 60 relationship cards. So how perfect is it that I was drawn to this deck just intuitively? And I really believe it's because that's the work that I do is I help you, women like you, amazing, incredible women, just like you who have struggled in the relationship department, clear everything that's blocking them and really attract the love that they know they want to have into their life. So I'm going to pull a card from this deck for us and I'm going to start our episode with that, um, which is kind of hilarious that I'm doing this. By the way, it's like I'm here, again, just to paint the picture for you, I'm literally wearing my black leggings because I'm a millennial slash Gen Xer, and I will, I'm like right on the cusp, but I will not be wearing those flare pants. I know that those are all the rage. I did that in the mid-aughts, not going backwards. I'm wearing my sneakers because I just dropped my kids off from school. And, you know, like I look like a like a very Midwestern kind of like mom that's like running errands right now. I do not look like I'm about to do a card pull, <laughs> So it's just really, and I'm sitting in a closet with my Yeti. Um, OK, so this card, I'm going to read it and then we'll dive in and I'll give you guys a really high level overview. because Some of you might be going, who the heck is Abraham? OK, so the card says on the front, our source is one of love, not condemnation. So the source that they're referring to is source energy, God, the divine, whatever you want to call it. Our source is one of love, not condemnation. And then on the back, when I flip it over, it says, when you pay attention to the way you feel and deliberately choose more thoughts that feel good while you think them, you will begin to recognize the nature of your broader non-physical desires. Oof, okay, that's so good. When you pay attention to the way you feel and you're choosing thoughts that feel good to think them, you're gonna start to recognize and become aware of your broader non-physical desires. Now, when they say broader non-physical, again, I'll talk about this in a minute, but really what they're referring to is they're referring to the fact that they talk a lot about this, that you you're You're here having this human experience, so you have a physical body. That's you. You live in the physical world, but you also have an inner being, and your inner being is that part of you that is source energy, God. It's that part of you that's connected to something greater and bigger than you. So your broader non-physical desires, right, like came your broader, your inner being came here to experience love, and they talk a lot about this, like they did in the seminar, in their books. And to feel good. And so, and then it says the majority of negative emotions that you feel are not because the subject of your thought is wrong, but instead because you're condemning something that your source does not condemn. Your source is one of love, not condemnation. It's really interesting because they talked a lot about this. And even in my first bunch of notes that I transcribed, they kept coming back to this idea and really referring to this idea of anytime you're feeling this negative emotion, it's because your inner being is your source. It's that part of you that's source energy. And that's the part of you that's always guiding you too. But your inner being is, it lives in the upper half of the emotional guidance scale. So it never feels fear. Your inner being never feels sadness, depression, disappointment, frustration, anger. And so anytime that you with your human self and your human mind are judging other people, feeling angry, feeling activated in this negative emotion, the negative emotion is because it's the discord. It's the disharmony between the way that your inner being feels about that scenario or that person, because your inner being only sees everyone with love and the way that you're interpreting in the 3D if you're feeling like this is kind of getting ahead of you or like a little bit too much or you're like, why just do not understand this? Do not feel bad. This is, these are some like kind of a little bit bizarre, nebulous, like heady concepts. And I'll tell you a little bit about my journey with Abraham because it did take me a minute to really be able to digest their teaching. So let's start by giving you just a high level overview of who and what exactly this Abraham is, because I keep referring to them as they. If you are a follower of Abraham, or if you're familiar with them, or if you know of them, then you know why I'm calling them they. But if you're not familiar, if this is your first exposure to Abraham, then you could be, it's very possible that you're very, very confused at this moment. So I, for the purpose of this, I I pulled up their website and just to see how they Uh, really define what they are, who they are. And they talked a little bit about this at the workshop too. So I'll do my best to put this into physical words. Um, the first thing I want to say is that when you're in their presence, so high level, like if you know who they are, if you have been wanting to go to a a workshop or a a full day event, go, like go do it experience because you have a, a full body visceral experience and you receive what they're communicating a lot of it you're receiving via energy. And it's a transmission, really. They talk so fast. And and I used to roll my eyes at words like transmission because I didn't really understand it. I didn't really understand the essence of what people were trying to communicate with that. But the only way that I can describe what I experienced was that it was a transmission of energy. So, And I was taking notes. Obviously, I was capturing notes very quickly. But capturing the notes, it's, it almost feels impossible because it's like the words don't do justice what you're experiencing. It's like you're experiencing these downloads of information and you're you're knowing them, you're feeling them in your body when you're doing it. So on the website, it says, they say about themselves, about Abraham Hicks. Abraham is a name, a symbol, a feeling. But who or what is Abraham really? So, and then they give a couple of quotes like Abraham's name dropping, which I think is kind of funny. Louise Hay calls them some of the best teachers on the planet. Dr. Wayne Dyer says they are great masters of the universe. But Abraham describes themselves as a group of consciousness from the non-physical dimension. They have also said, we are that which you are. You are the leading edge of that which we are. We are that which is at the heart of all religions. So essentially, if I could just kind of paraphrase, because again, the words that they use sometimes you're like, you're like, I get it, but I don't. (laughs) That's how I feel. I get it, but I don't. And because I've listened to hours upon hours of Abraham, I'll tell you about my journey in a minute. If I'm to paraphrase, who what Abraham is. So first of all, you have the physical human being in front of you whose name is Esther Hicks. And it used to be Esther and Jerry, her husband, Jerry. And Jerry Hicks passed away a few years ago. So it's just Esther. And Esther has been sort of channeling, for lack of a better word, Abraham for like 30 years. And she has even said, and Abraham has even said, like, we don't feel like the word channeling does it justice because channeling doesn't really describe what's going on. What's going on is that Esther is tuning into and tapping into the vibration of pure consciousness of the universe of source energy of that, which you are right. So remember I said, they talk about the inner being and they say that your inner being is that part of you. That's that like connection to source energy. That's the part of you. That's the vibration of love, pure love, pure consciousness. And Abraham really is like they, and some people have described them as like a group of entities, right? But they say like, we're a group of consciousness. So that's why they refer to themselves as they, I think the thing to take away from this is that there's not like words that can really describe it because if you think about it, if they really are the energy of the universe that's communicating with us through Esther because she can tap into this vibration or this energy and she can receive the information, then there's not really words that do it justice if it's the, if it really is the energy of the universe. So also from their, their website, I just want to share this, a synopsis, high level overview of Abraham Hicks teachings. So number one, you are a physical extension of that which is non-physical. Right? So you are, and I say this a lot, in a lot of different ways, but you are a wave in the ocean of God. You are a masterpiece. You're a piece of the master. And that's exactly what Abraham's saying. You're a physical extension of that, which is non-physical. You are here in this body because you chose to be here. And they talk a lot about that. Like you, you chose to come into the physical reality to experience physical reality. And the purpose of your life is joy. So they talk a lot about how joy is like the guiding principle. Your emotions are always guiding you. And whenever you're experiencing joy in a moment, you know that you're on the right path because you live in a law of attraction universe. And so if you're experiencing joy now, then you're a match energetically, vibrationally for more joy to come to you. Um, you are a creator. You create with your every thought. And they talked a lot about this at the workshop too. Like you're turning thoughts into things all the time. They talk so fast. It was really hard to get actually a lot of notes, but I did take a lot of notes. Um, You are a creator. You create with every thought. I just said that one. Anything that you can imagine is yours to do, be, or have. You're choosing your thoughts. As you are choosing your thoughts, your emotions are guiding you. They talk a lot about this, that your, your emotions are your guidance. They're your guidance skill. And so pay attention when you're in negative emotion, you are very separate and very far away from who you really are, your inner being. But those emotions serve a purpose, which is to help you understand what you don't want. And to see that you're very disconnected from yourself, from source energy and, and to then your work, It's kind of like the red flag is to start to move up the emotional guidance scale, to start to feel a little bit better, just one step at a time. It's not to try to go from zero to a hundred, but it's like, if I'm feeling sadness and depression and disempowerment, how can I start to feel just a little bit better? Well, they say like anger is actually a little bit better because there's more empowerment to that. Even revenge can be a little bit better because there's more empowerment to that. And then you can slowly work your way up to like feeling neutrality and then eventually positive emotions the universe adores you for for it knows your broadest intentions relax into your natural well-being all is well really it is you are a creator of thoughtways on your unique path of joy okay so those are just a few of the things that they say on their website okay so i want to tell you just a little bit about my journey with abraham so about 20 years ago which i cannot even believe i'm saying that I was living in Los Angeles. So it's this really full circle situation for me right now. Cause you, if you guys have listened, you know, I'm in Chicago. You also know, I don't want to be in Chicago, (laughs) uh, which I got a lot of, you know, just like reassurance over the weekend at this workshop around the fact that I need to just really accept where I am, be in the moment and find appreciation and joy. Right. And I know that. And I talk about that a lot. Right. But it's always good to hear it. But about 20 years ago, I was living in Los Angeles. I had gone there from Chicago. So I I actually went to college in Chicago. And when I graduated, a bunch of my friends were going to New York. I knew I was going to end up there. And a bunch were going to LA. And I was so cold because it was freezing in the Midwest. If you've ever experienced a winter in Chicago, you know, it's so cold. Um, that I decided I was going to go to LA with those friends and really just thaw out for a minute and experience a couple, like a year or two of no winter. But so I was living in Los Angeles and this was really like early to mid 2000s. And this is right when The Secret came out and started to really gain some popularity. And The Secret was probably like my first experience, by the way, uh, my first exposure to the law of attraction and my roommate at the time, one of my dear friends from college who had moved out there with me, her mom sent a DVD that was copied. You know how I used to be able to copy DVDs? She sent a copied DVD and it just, she had written in Sharpie on the DVD, the secret and sent it to us in the mail. We didn't know what it was. So we watched it and we were kind of like, huh? At the time, Gina, my roommate also had a piano teacher who, you know, we're in Los Angeles and we're Midwesterners. And all of a sudden we're thrown into all of this, like at the time we would have classified as like new age, hippie dippy bullshit. (laughs) And we were like, what is this? And her piano teacher was telling her, working with her to do affirmations, to look in the mirror. I am an amazing piano player. I get stronger and better every time I come to class, like whatever it was. And she was like, yeah, he's having me do these affirmations. And we were kind of like, this is so weird. And then we got the DVD of The Secret. and We watched it. We were like, whoa, right? And so it was like, we were like, kind of playing around with this, these concepts, like doing a vision board. And I had another friend at the time who we were going to this yoga class in Santa Monica, um, Santa Monica power yoga, which is no longer open, but it was just such a sanctuary. It was such a great class. And again, another really important foray on my journey into spirituality. Um, and one of the teachers had been talking about this book called excuse me, your life is waiting. <laughs> excuse me, your life is waiting. They actually talked about that book on an episode of sex of the city. Um, you know, and it was like this classic self-help book, but the author Lynn Grabhorn, she really talks in that book about the principles of the law of attraction. So all of a sudden, you know, here I am, it's early to mid two thousands. I'm I'm on the West Coast. I'm getting exposed to all of these deeper spiritual concepts, to yoga, to like the mind-body connection, to vibration, to my inner being, to all of these things. And I'm reading about it and I start playing around with it and... I'm reading that book, Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting, and I start playing around with it. And I remember I went home to Michigan to visit my mom, and I was like, I think this is real. And I was like, trying to explain to her about the law of attraction. And I was like, if you think something, if you hold that thought, if you hold the vibration, if you hold the expectation, it you're a match for it, and it could happen. And I was sitting there, and I was sitting next to my mom in the living room, and I basically told her, I was like, watch, I'm going to make the light bulb turn off. And I freaking did it. Like I literally was like, the light, the light is going to go out. And it, and it went out like five minutes later. And she was like, you are a witch. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not a witch, but I think I was just holding a really strong intention. And I was just so like wrapped up in the concepts of this book. But anyway, so the same teacher that had recommended this book to Becky and I also recommended asking it is given by Abraham Hicks. And Abraham Hicks had just been on. Oprah and they were starting to, they had been in the movie, the secret. And so they were starting to really get some like more mainstream recognition. And so I bought the book, ask it Is given. And I tried to start reading it. This is probably like 2004, 2005, maybe 2006. And I just couldn't even like wrap my head around it. Cause it, it was like, what do you, what do you mean? A group of consciousness? I, I didn't understand what that meant, you know? And think about it at the time I was like 25 years old and And I, again, I grew up in the Midwest. I had a very 3D reality based experience growing up. I had no concept of any of these teachings, any of these principles. And I grew up in a Catholic church. Like I grew up in a world surrounded by people who were very 3D reality based, like got to work hard. We have these problems. We're focused on the problems, you know, um, life is really hard. Like those were a lot of the beliefs that I had from growing up. And So I couldn't really get into the Abraham thing until, by the way, I decided I was moving to New York. And when I moved to New York, I sold all of my possessions, got rid of everything, put some stuff in storage back home in Michigan. And this was like early 2007. And one of the only books that I took with me when I moved with my suitcase and I moved into a friend's apartment in Harlem and was literally sharing a twin bed with her for like the first three, four weeks that I was there while I was looking for a place was asking it is given. And when I moved to New York, I was so happy. I was like literally vibrating at the highest level because I was so grateful to be there. And I was just like, so attuned to the universe. And I started reading asking it is as given. And it started to like really click for me. It started to connect. And I really started to take their teachings and bring them into my life around positive expectation, around um gratitude and appreciation. And I just, that first like year in New York was so magical. And by the way, when I was really in those teachings and I was really in that place where I was just so happy and you guys, I didn't even, when I first moved to New York, I didn't even have a bed to sleep in. I was, like I said, I was sharing a twin bed with one of my best friends in Harlem, like didn't even have a home yet. And I was so happy and things just started lining up and falling into place. The perfect job, the perfect home, the perfect roommates, all the things. And in that first Six months to first year, I met my best friend. I found my community through a practice called Intensati, which was a really spiritual fitness class that was taught at Equinox. And these were sort of in the early days of it. Um, I met my best friend and now business partner, Erin Stutland, through that work. And she was teaching at Equinox. She was teaching Intensati. Um, and so I just look back on it, and Abraham has always been such a part of my journey. And so going to See them live this year was just, or this weekend was so special to me. It, it really was so special and so meaningful. And I have followed their teachings on and off over the last 20 years. I've read multiple books. So the two books that are kind of my favorites, the ones that really stick out for me. But again, use your intuition and like be led if you feel like there's a book that calls to you. But the two that I really love are Asking It Is Given and, uh, money and the law of attraction, the money and the law of attraction book. The reason why I love it is because the first 40 to 50 pages isn't even about money because money is the same as relationships is the same as career is the same as family, blah, 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 blah. It's just the way that they articulate the teachings of the law of attraction and your work and how to get into a good feeling place and how to co-create with the universe in that book were very resonant for me. And when I first started working with my coach in 2016, when I was actively, and you guys know my story, I, I like hit rock bottom and was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm not going, this is not going to be my reality. I'm not going to die alone with 10 cats. And so I hired a coach and you know, with you, if you know my story, you know that within five and a half months, I met my husband, but I was really doing the work daily. I was showing up to attune to my own vibration, my own feeling, my own life every single day. And my coach also was very heavily influenced in the teachings of Abraham. And she's the one that actually had me start reading Money and the Law of Attraction because of how they articulate those teachings. And she would have me listen to Abraham when I was out and just help, you know, help me get into alignment, which is one of their core teachings and core principles, which is like getting into alignment, which is the feeling place of having what it is that you want, which very simply put is just feeling good. Feeling good, feeling love, feeling joy, feeling appreciation for where you are on your journey, letting the journey be uh the really juicy, yummy part and not always just be focused on when I get there, then I can be happy. It's about cultivating happiness now. Okay. So my first A group of notes. I'm going to go ahead and read that now. So that's, that's my journey with Abraham. And, you know, hopefully that helps just to give you some context because they have been such a part of my journey since I first started to open up to and awaken to these principles, these teachings and They were such a huge part of my journey to attract love, such a huge part of my journey still to this day. I still listen to a lot of Abraham on YouTube and I have some of their um, recordings and now I have this deck, you know, and so I'm always coming back to Abraham and there are times in my life when they feel more resonant than not, you know, there are times when I really am craving other teachers, but they're sort of a foundational thing for me. I'm constantly coming back to them. Um, I know I already said this, but if you're considering going to a workshop, go. Oh, it's just such a magical experience. You're going to go, you're going to be in the energy of it. And that really was, it's like an experiential thing. They talk really fast. They brought up people in the hot seats. I did try to manifest a hot seat. So let me tell you, like, as I go into the teaching portion of this and just kind of share some of my notes with you, I tried to manifest a hot seat. If you saw me on Instagram, you saw that I was talking about it. I was like, what do I want to manifest a hot seat? What am I going to talk about? I was trying really hard to manifest my hot seat while I was there. I had my hand raised every time. I kind of had it really high. I was trying to bring a strong energy. I was trying. The very last person that they brought up into the hot seat, what they said to him was that you are up here because you held a s- soft desire with no resistance. Your hand was gently raised. It was the energy of yeah, you really want this and it would be nice and it would be fun, but it's not the end of the world if it doesn't happen. It's not the end of the world if it doesn't happen. Oh my God. And they said, all of those people around you that had their hands up in the air that were like, oh my God, pick me, pick me, pick me. They wanted it. They had the strong desire, but there was a lot of resistance because it was so important to them. So let that be the first transmission or teaching that you receive from this, right? Because that really gave me a big aha oh my God, where am I holding on so strong to my desire that I'm pushing, I'm trying to make it happen. I'm like, I need this, I need this to be happy. I really, really want this so, so bad, right? Where can I personally release a little bit, have us hold a softer desire, allow it to come to me, not have as much resistance, right? Because that's really what they talk about. and And I'll talk about this in the notes in a second. So I'm just gonna read the notes basically as I've written them. Just know that these are the words that are coming directly from Abraham. I'm not going to give a lot of context or explanation for the notes. I want you to just listen and receive it. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you're meant to receive this information. Okay. So receive it with your full body. Receive it. Let that part of you that knows these principles, these teachings to be true, really solidify that, really, really come forth, really, really anchor into the truth of these statements. So you are more than you know because you are source energy. You're an extension of source energy. That is who you are in your being at your core. Knowing what you do want. So anytime you know what you don't want, it gives you clarity on what you do want. And knowing what you do want is helping you reach the vibrational frequency of what you've expanded to be in your vortex. So your vortex is... This concept of where everything that you already want exists in a vibrational reality and your job is to get into alignment with having it so that it can come into your physical reality. So your job is to reach the vibrational frequency of what's in your vortex. So already knowing what you want is helping you reach that vibrational frequency. Allow yourself to let yourself be who you really are, which is source energy. Feel good. If you perceive someone as rude, they cannot be less rude because the law of attraction makes it so. So when you're perceiving someone as rude, when you're focused on how rude they are, when you're thinking about how rude they are, they literally cannot be less rude in your presence. That's what the law of attraction is. So it's as though they talked about this concept of you're carrying around a bag of marbles, but what kind of marbles do you have in your bag? Do you have victim marbles? Because then you're a match for other experiences that are going to make you feel like a victim. Do you have depression marbles? Because then you're a match for things that are going to make you feel sad. Frustration marbles? Or do you have appreciation marbles? Then you're a match for those experiences, more experiences that you will appreciate. You are dominantly love and pure positive energy. Your inner being is never negative about anything or anyone. There is who you are, which is your inner being, and who you're being when you're in negative emotion. Those are two different things. Negative emotion feels bad because your inner being doesn't go there with you. Your inner being will never go to that negative perception with you. Your inner being doesn't agree with you. So when you push against someone, you are actually pushing against you, against who you really are, your real nature, which is love, joy, appreciation. Esther, the human of Esther, Abraham talked about Esther a little bit. She often thinks that people are rotten. She's looking at the world and she's perceiving people as rotten and she gets frustrated and mad. And in those moments, she feels negative emotion because that discord is caused because the source energy part of you, your inner being loves that person, sees them as good and whole and complete and worthy. So when your inner being loves someone and you hate them, that causes negative emotion for you. Holding a deliberate intention plus a strong a soft wanting that is strong but doesn't have resistance is the fastest way to create. I'm going to say that again a deliberate intention plus a strong wanting plus no resistance creates the fastest. Your inner being is only ever on the upper half of the emotional guidance scale. You constantly want to be every single day exploring, How it is that you feel, asking questions about how you feel and constantly shifting, constantly bringing intention and focus to shifting the way that you feel. Moving from anger to love, from confusion to clarity, recognizing that anytime you do feel confusion, the other side of that is clarity. So that's what you're seeking. That's what you want. Calibrate. So calibrating, they refer to calibrating a lot and calibrating really is the way that they refer to it. Tending to your emotional state, like getting in alignment with your inner being, with source, with those good, pure, positive feelings. But be nice to yourself when you're not feeling that way because your inner being isn't mad at you. Your inner being isn't judge- judging you. Sometimes you need to take a nap to just break the attraction. You need to focus on something else, a different subject, or take a nap because you're not going to actually be able to shift, right? It's too, like, activated within you your existence validates your existence. So stop trying to validate your existence through all of the doing and the action, because ultimately you want your action to be backed by inspiration and source and positive emotions. You don't want to force action, especially not when you're trying to validate your existence. Who are you letting yourself be? They kept asking this question over and over again. Who are you letting yourself be? One of the things that they did talk about a lot was that the law of attraction is a field. It's an atmosphere or a field. And you're living in this field, right? It's a vibrational field. It's the unifying field, which was Einstein's last mission or experiment. He was trying to find the unifying field. And they said that exists. It's the law of attraction. So your job is to constantly look for vibrational matches to what it is that you want to experience. Existing vibrational matches. And really what they were referring to with that is like, so, and I'll use myself as an example. So you guys know, I want to move from Chicago to Los Angeles. I want to go back where we have family, where I feel supported, where I feel loved, where I have a slower pace of life, where I feel like I have a sense of familiarity, where I enjoy being, where I have community, where the sun shines, where I can take my kids to the park, right? So my job is to find existing vibrational matches to those feelings. Now I could be focused on all of the things in Chicago that can make me feel that way. And I can intentionally focus on the parks here and like the community I have here. But if that activates any like, but I really want to be there, right? It might, it might create, cause a little bit of resistance. So then my work is to just cultivate those feelings in other areas of my life shift focus. I can focus on my business. I love my business. I love the clients that I get to serve. I love the community that I've created through my work, right? So those are existing vibrational matches. So this is a big one. The universe, in the universe, in the field, in the law of attraction field, there's no such thing as a no. There's only a yes. So really what that means is when you're saying no with strong emotion to something, you're actually saying yes to it, when you are saying no to something, you're actually saying yes to it. So if you're pushing against something, if you're pushing against an experience, so again, my my example of Chicago, if I'm pushing against Chicago, if I'm looking at Chicago, going, no, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I'm actually saying yes. So you say yes with a strong no, or you say yes with your appreciation and love, strong emotion that's in the positive. So I could say yes by thinking about, I could say yes, Chicago. I could be like, I love it here. I love the river. I love walking. I love the sun. I love the the way that it feels. I love the summertime, like whatever. That's a yes to those experiences, not necessarily just Chicago, but to feeling that way. And the universe knows already that I want to be in LA, or it could be a yes to, oh my God, I love being in LA and allow myself to go there vibrationally and emotionally. I love The palm trees. I love the hills. I love seeing family and getting to have community. I love going to lunch, a slow lunch in Sherman Oaks with my friend Laura. I love seeing my friends Michael and Marco. I love being in Silver Lake, right? Like you feel the energy of that. It's it's a strong yes. That could be a yes, but you're also saying a yes to something when you're pushing against it with a strong no. You always want to find feelings of empowerment, which is why revenge is actually better than feeling like injustice, if you will. You want to be giving yourself relief. Release yourself from wanting to defend anything. Guidance is something that's in your vortex. They told a story about how Esther has been traveling on this tour with just a carry-on bag, and she's been bringing all of her things through TSA for weeks in just a carry-on bag. And this trip, for whatever reason, she felt called to bring a checked bag too. And when she was packing, she put her favorite hair product into the carry-on because that's what she's been doing for weeks. And TSA took it away. And she had that moment where she thought when she was packing, maybe I should put this into the checked bag, but she didn't listen. That was her guidance. We're always being guided. We have these ideas. We think of them as just ideas. They're guidance. They're guidance from your inner being, that consciousness, that part of you that's always trying to guide you. And in that moment, she got really frustrated with the TSA and she was starting to get really worked up. And then she thought, what are you going to do? I know I know the rules here. I know the laws. What am I going to do? Am I going to make it bigger by fighting against it? Right? There isn't such thing as a no. So if I make it bigger by fighting against it, if I scream no at this, I'm really screaming yes. So guidance is your vortex. There's no such thing as a no. When you feel off, when you feel like something's out of whack, it's because your inner being is looking at it differently. Your best course of action is to change the subject, try to change your emotional state or take a nap. And they said that a lot. Um, your your inner being is love and clarity. And then they talked a lot about selfishness, being, self, being willing to be selfish enough to care about how you feel. No matter what other people are doing, you can only create from the concept of self. So selfishness is a good thing and stop using other people as an excuse to feel bad. Care more about your feeling state, your vibrational feelings. Okay. So I'm going to share more notes in a few episodes over the course of the next few weeks. I'm having a lot of fun, um, reading through the notes and transcribing them and also talking through them with you guys. Please remember that the card for today that I pulled for you, just take this nugget with you. If you take nothing else, trust first of all, that you got whatever you needed to, to receive today. Um, and that our source is one of love, not condemnation. And because your source energy, that means you are pure love too. And that's your natural state. So you should constantly be thinking about focusing on how do you feel shifting back into that state of love. And that's it for this week. I can't wait to share more notes with you. I'll also link a few of, I'll, I'll link the Abraham Hicks website for you. I will link the card deck that I read from today and um, you can go on their website and all of their books, their card decks, everything's available, information about live events. Um And I'll also link one or two of my favorite Abraham Hicks videos on YouTube. So you can start to listen to them. If you are feeling like you are ready to step into doing the deep work to clear your blocks that are have been holding you back from finding the love that you really desire. If you're ready to step forward into that, I want to invite you into the free training that's in my, in the show notes here. Um, you're really going to start to understand what the one thing is that's been holding you back. After, at this point, I've worked with hundreds of women, so I can, I can really confidently say like there is one core thing that everyone needs to do. One core thing that's holding everyone back. And if you watch that training. You will also have the opportunity to hop on a free one-on-one soulmate strategy session with me or a member of my team. And in that session, we'll kind of help you identify how that one block relates to your specific unique situation. And you'll have the opportunity to talk with a member of our team and learn about how you can take the work even deeper. So that's it for this week. I hope you guys have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Gen X Woman's Guide to Love podcast. If you liked this episode, I would be so honored if you'd share it with someone who you know is looking for love. And if you're ready to take this work even deeper, I invite you to head on over to ShondaHoward.com forward slash free, where you can download your free meditation to attract your soulmate.